I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm John Motson and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Hello indeed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Football Ramble, back once again like the Renegade Master. Um, I'm joined by Pete. Hello. Luluki. All right. And James or Jim. Evening. Today's David Batty's birthday. It is, yes. Oh, well done. How old is he? You don't know, do you? He's old enough. And what is your favourite David Batty moment from when his life began? It's got to be um, straight in there, Lukey. It's got to be the um, the rocky ad with that Grand Sargon against Spartak, Spartak Moscow. Because I saw th- I, at one point, sort of in one hand, <laughs> on one hand it was really compelling viewing, mm. and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." <laughs> on the other hand, it was like oh, Grand Sargon. Oh, you're hard. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it on Grand Sargon. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that happened because he was annoyed that Grand Sargon had called him Batty. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Never know, do you? Mm. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to go for David Batty's performance against Argentina in France '98. He obviously he missed a penalty in that game. But he was absolutely immense in that whole tournament. Actually, to be fair to him, he really, I think he's a really underrated player in retrospect. Actually, David yeah, I think that's fair. And I think because it's his birthday, it's only fair you point that out. Give him a bit of credit, yeah. mm. <laughs> rather than just sullying his name straight away like <laughs> yeah. you did. Sorry about that, David. If you're listening, you're definitely not. But he's, um, he doesn't. He's, he's not a sort of player that got an awful lot of credit. So I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Peter, he, he made Newcastle very defensive, uh, which we didn't need. <laughs> just on his own. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Which yeah. you didn't need. Even now, you people can't <laughs> see, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you uh, people. <laughs> you lot. Um, where, where I found out that it was David Batty's uh, birthday, yes, I am pinning that on myself. Well um, done. Well done. <laughs> he, uh, they noted that uh, one of their particular highlights, it's probably my highlight as well, uh, was when, uh, I think it was Channel 5, like showed a picture of him that they'd photoshopped um, in suspenders and stockings to illustrate... <laughs> Rude Hullet's sexy football. Oh, <laughs> my God. It was, in the, it was the Cup Winners' Cup Grim. from Oswald Trail sort of thing. It was very, very strange. But no, I think we're supposed to be honouring him for his birthday. This is backfired. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Well, let Marcus? Me, let me pick it up again. Um, I, uh, I think it was their... I forget which league campaign it was. It was maybe about ten years ago. Might have been Newcastle's second game of the, the, the season. And they played Wimbledon at home. Alan Shearer scored a free kick for the second... And I think it was Batty who got the first, and it was a lovely little half volley side footer from about thirty yards, forty. Oh, oh, Neil Sullivan had the previous week had been lobbed by Beckham. It was <laughs> oh, that yeah, season, I remember that. and then yeah. it was St James's Park. Batty kind of it was a beautiful sort of side foot 
uh, half volley, dinked it over him in off the bar. That's my favourite day. Was that Shearer's debut goal? It might well have been. Might well have been, yeah. that was. David Batty would like to remember that on his birthday, I think. I'm sure he would do. I'm sure he would. So he sat at home in his stockings and... Punching a picture of Graham Lestine. Was it David... marshalling at the England defence. Was it David Batty, though? Am I right in saying that... Like in the afternoons after football training, he'd do like a load of sort of painting and decorating work because he never thought of being a footballer was like a proper job. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I really hope so. I think that's true. I think I've heard that before. You want your trellis doing? <laughs> <laughs> Call me, David Batter. <laughs> Creosote um, your fence, I'll do it for you. Oh, you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, uh, I'm going to take the points this week. Fair enough, isn't it? Um, because <laughs> I bloody deserve Fix. them. Since, like, the middle of last week when I found that these points don't actually exist and I don't care. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought care. we were building up to a prize at the end of the season. <laughs> don't right. ruin it for the listeners. What's the cash value of uh, winning this? Yeah, uh, Jack Warner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, it, I thought, you don't win Jack Warner. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I won the points, I was looking at my fantasy football team and I, mo- I wasn't moving. No, no, they won't <laughs> do. They won't do. <laughs> The points um, translate into Euros. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which would have come in handy because because we were in Barcelona last week. Yeah, sorry yeah. about the show being late in that. But we had loads of stuff better to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean... I'm only joking, I'm only bastard. I was very tired. I don't mind saying mm. it. Yeah. It was, it was a, a wonderful trip and a great game and a great experience. I think I we can all agree it was, yeah. It, it was, was ridiculous. I, I came... Uh, I watched, was watching the Arsenal match at the weekend... And even Arsenal, one of the more attractive uh, football teams that we have in the Premier League, yeah. <laughs> I was going, this is nowhere near as good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why aren't they doing, like, inch-perfect oh. threaded passes? I could never go back to Fratton Park again. No. <laughs> Ever. It was... It- it is amazing that stadium. One thing you don't really realise from the TV is that it doesn't have a roof on it, which I, I wasn't aware of. One side's really, got really a little strange. bit, yeah, a little, little, tiny, little tiny, tiny little bit. bit. But right, we right. were right, right up at the back, and at on, one in point the terracing for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Well, Marcus we and I had yeah, to sort on. of pelt down to the stadium again. Running around European football stadiums is becoming a habit. It is. It's but I quite enjoy it. The other half live, AP. Well, you were with us this time. Yes, but but so we had to stand right right up at the top because we literally couldn't find our seats. Standing. Yeah, but but it was really really good because of that. But there were bifters everywhere, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There was so much marijuana in that stadium. When we eventually found our seats, yeah. there were two blokes sitting next to us, openly smoking, shelling peanuts, yeah. and just pissing themselves every time Barcelona did something good, it which is about every thirty it seconds. It was like having Cheech and Chong. Next to it. <laughs> it was they absolutely loved it. Like, oh, we we done a bit of skill again, obviously in Spanish. <laughs> we, we nipped in um, for a quick pint on the way to the stadium, and we sort of <laughs> underestimated <laughs> the distance, so we had to leg it, and. Uh, Hang on a minute, quick pint. Well, yeah. it was a massive pint. But I had a Fanta. Yeah, yeah. But that was also massive. Yeah. It was like it was a well weird. of Fanta. I, I, put, I put Lemsip in my beer to you try did, and make yeah. a nice beery <laughs> Lemsip. We got to the stadium and then I realised we were right on the very top and we were going to have to run up literally now, <laughs> literally 25 flights of stairs. Right? I almost died on the way. Yeah. I felt for gym safety. Yeah. I, was, I, I very nearly died. Yeah. It was yeah. worth it in the end, though. It no, was, it was yeah. superb experience. You know, Good game. It, and in all seriousness, if you can, if you've not been, then you really should take any opportunity you can because it's a, an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. it is. Isn't I don't it? think if you're a professional footballer and. Um, there were clubs after you and stuff, and Barcelona were one of them. I can't see how you choose any other team. Well, David yeah. Villa was crying, wasn't he? When yeah. he was not surprised when he couldn't. The, the move didn't happen. We though, were crying. It? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was crying on the Wednesday morning. I'll tell you, <laughs> my hangover. Mm. Listening to the sound of Pete being sick. 
Yeah. See, oh, I, I was sick, wasn't I? You were, you were <laughs> yeah. sick a couple of times. See, I, I was very, very ill, so I had to go go back to the hotel room after the game. Um, Can you bring the violin sound in there, please? Yeah, and <laughs> no, but what happened was at about half five in the morning, I could hear everyone else outside. Pete, Pete going, let's bundle him, let's bundle him! And Luke going, he's ill, it's out of order, he's ill! And then Pete and Lord Ramble just sort of... Matthew crashed Ramble. in anyway, jumped all over me. Lord Ramble elbowed me in the balls, right? And like you just sort of rocking me up and down. And I and Pete went, What are we what are we doing? And Lord Ramble just goes, Just grab some flesh. That's really quite weird. Yeah. We spent uh we spent upwards of about five hours in a in a nightclub uh, exactly. getting progressively drunk. I was trying to get Marcus drunk on uh, Bailey's and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, the Three the, Bailey's and, over two hours, isn't it? No, no, boozy it, chocolate it milk. Yeah. That's a good but, milkshake that. It was I, I, I put them all together, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but the, the night ended uh, in was it was the nightclub called Kabul or was that the one next time? Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. But uh, yeah, the night ended with uh, with Luke uh, sort of miming to Mustang Sally by himself on the stage with uh, me, Fair Marcus, enough. and Lord Rumble uh, behind him. As I, well. can't, I can't I can't emphasize enough how deserted the club was. <laughs> There's like, literally no one. If Jay Redknapp was there, he'd go in and he'd go, ah, oh, it's literally empty. <laughs> We're the only people in there. But also, he might say, ah, oh, we say lovely little club. Yeah. Should we stop talking about ourselves? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> another, another weird thing that happened actually is um, Pete babbles Geordie nonsense in the in the night. He, <laughs> do, he doesn't yeah. say words. He just sort of makes really really weird noises. And at one point he rolled over in the night because the beds were pushed together in, for some weird reason in that hotel. Yeah, and he, just, that he tapped me on the shoulder and just went bip, 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 bip. and I thought he was awake. And then he just started making strange Geordie noises. Rolled over again and went to sleep. I was resetting Bizarre. myself. If you do it, if, in all seriousness, if you ever do get the chance to spend an evening in a hotel room with Pete, then uh, I seriously recommend it. It is a brilliant. I do, do. Sleeping with a Geordie is about to be officially sanctioned as an extreme sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do it in New Zealand. Uh, right, yeah, is that right? Geordie <laughs> robot. <laughs> <laughs> Not but no, the, the, a if I may drag it back to the reason why we were there, Barcelona won two 0 against Inter and made mm. them look ordinary. I don't know they if they did. You know, if, you, if anybody had the pleasure of watching it, I've, I've um, never seen such fantastic football. But, I, I, yeah. It was it was, biz- it was bizarre to watch men with such confidence in each other's abilities, yeah. just threading balls through the smallest uh, yeah. of gaps and just knowing. Well, since the ramble last night, the Iniesta thread is one of my favourite things. Oh, of the yeah. And Danny Alves is he not a right back; he's a right-sided player. They just say, yeah. Danny, we'll all go over. Here, you just take the right but side of the pitch. But they never picked him up. They <laughs> never picked him up. It was, just, it was constantly overlapping. They couldn't. It was they couldn't. Well, he did set up the um, second goal for for Pedro. We was... picked that game because we thought it was going to be a really sort of thrilling contest against two big, big European the sides. The best side in Spain we almost, against the best side in Italy. Yeah, we, we almost worried that it, they might cancel each other out, but. It could have been anyone. They were just passengers in the game. Yeah, I mean Eto. It, it, I don't think he got a touch in the first. It was no, unbelievable. Yeah, no, but it was a great game. It really was <laughs> enjoyable. And. Yeah. Um, like you say, it's weird because even like Mycon, he's a superb footballer, he yeah. wasn't in the game. Mm. Eto wasn't in the game. Melito wasn't in the game. Mm. Cambiasso got got dragged at half time. Even Hudo says other keeper made a bit of an error for them. Mm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, it, it was just overwhelmed. Was a, it was a great, it was a good game, and and Barcelona really did show this. Like, probably for the. It's the first time I've seen the season be, be that good, you know. But what's great is, well, all around the city, they take such pride in the club. I mean, obviously, they're such a great club, but there is a real kind of community feel about it. You feel a bit yeah. sorry for Espanyol. They don't really seem to get Oh, it. I felt so <laughs> yeah. sorry for them. We were, we were in one of those shops on the main strip, yeah. and uh, they were saying, obviously, selling merchandise, football merchandise, and it was like three walls 
of all Barcelona merch. <laughs> Anything you could think of. Barcelona crisps, Barcelona yeah, everything. Yeah. And there was literally... I believe the crisps came first and yeah. then they built the club after. I mean, yeah, they did, yeah. They built on the, it was a very firm footing for a, for a football club. <laughs> mm. And the, right on the bottom of the one cabinet was like a little Espanol pendant <laughs> and, a, a, mo- and a, a, a replica Espanol shirt and that was it. Yeah, it's a shame. But uh, let's talk about the, um, the last week's Premiership action. And we've had loads of emails about Jimmy Bullard's celebration because it was superb. It was wonderful. I think it was amazing. Soon after, <laughs> we saw, someone emailed in and said, oh, the death of the celebration, yeah. this sort of stuff. Yeah. Loads of people were saying, oh, I can't believe you've said that. You've put your foot in there because look at that celebration. And oh, loads of other right. people have gone... Jimmy, Jimmy Bullard listens to the ramble. Jimmy Bullard <laughs> listens to the football ramble. Definitely, yeah, yeah. that's the rational side. Of it. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. Listen, he doesn't listen to the football ramble, but no. he will. Yeah. We'll have him on. If you had the choice mm. of, of, of football podcastery, mm. we'd definitely be saying. in the top five. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great. I mean, it's a great celebration. It's a good point as well. It was. It was. Bo- well, Man City are drawing all over the place. They are, you know, yeah. they, they are like graffiti artists. Like Tony Hart. <laughs> Do you think Mark Hughes is, is he? In real trouble there. I kind of feel yeah. sorry for Mark Hughes because he's he's constantly being forced to defend these ridiculous things like sort yeah. of like spending twelve or seventeen or whatever million it was on on agents' fees and mm. just the sort of the situation of him not really knowing who's coming in and out of the club. Craig Bellamy in general. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just yeah. all these really weird things where because he, he's always struck me as a sort of no nonsense manager before going to City. He, he's sort of he's always spoken as he's found and you know City at the moment are the just antithesis of no nonsense. There is nonsense all over the walls. <laughs> well, Gary. Cook's latest howler. Yeah. His, his woeful jib continues. <laughs> Welcome back, Gary. Yeah. What did he do? He, he, he was inducting Uwe Rossler into the Man City Hall of Fame. He Rightfully was. so. Long awaited. Yeah, yeah, and said, uh, oh, welcome. he's been a great servant for Manchester United. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in fairness, is only a little bit of a Freudian slip. It's a completely accidental thing, but it's the fact that it's him... nearly good enough. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, really If you're going to get one word right, it's City. <laughs> yeah. just, get, just get City right and everyone will be fine. Fine. Get yeah. Manchester wrong and yeah. it's not as bad. No, exactly. oh, no. Liverpool <laughs> City would have been less offensive. Yeah. You know. the, the PR guff that they've put out, uh, there's a bit in it that says, I've got it here, it says, this shows that Gary is only human. He isn't this automated marketing man who has come in from Nike. It shows that he's exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what a <laughs> nonsense statement. If he, if he had bought into the club's aesthetic and stuff like that and really taken it on taking that sort of thing on board since he's been there. I mean, you, you can't imagine him making that. I mean, part of me thinks, OK, it's only a slip of the tongue. We've all done it. Mm. But it's, we it's, do it every the fa- week. It's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, without fail, yeah. <laughs> it was Gary Cook that did this, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 it wasn't like Sue Cook. It wasn't Captain Cook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for I, I know what you're saying about Mark Hughes, though. I, I think that... It's a weird one because I, I sort of most managers would love to have like an open checkbook and be able to do what they want. Mm. But with that, you know, as we've said before, it does come the pressure. And if you don't deliver the results, I mean, can, can they were they were targeting sort of top four? They weren't obviously seriously targeting the league, but I mean, top four even looks a little bit tricky for them now. They can't they, they can't just, turn they draws just, into they, wins. Yeah, yeah, they just keep losing concentration. Though that's, yeah, that's the weird do. thing. Last last ten minutes, they just seem to lose it. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll even go further than that. I'll say, look, to be fair, you're, you're shelling out massive amounts of cash for sort of Joe and Lescott and Wayne Bridge. Now, are they? Yeah. Even Torre's not been the same. Since he had his, his illness and his, mm, and his yeah. bad injuries, so you three out your back four there. There's big question marks over. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, that's that's not going to help you out, is it? You, you're going to concede goals. Well, yeah. They got off to a flyer, and I mean, weirdly, it looked like they kind of instantly gelled, but clearly that that isn't the case. But I, I think City will definitely pick up. I mean, they've only lost once. And that was in that very, very odd Manchester derby. Yeah. I mean, I, I do expect them to get better, but I, I agree. Well, I mean, it's going to be tough. They're, they're facing a challenge to sort of break the top four now. Whereas, you know, earlier on it looked like they might romp to it. 
you're, you're, you're losing two points every single time you draw yeah, a game. Do you know what I mean? Do you think uh, Liverpool are going to get back into into the top four? They've, have, have they turned the screw? I was reading the column from a uh, financial journalist who wasn't connected with Liverpool or even football, and he was saying that um, you know he's looked at the accounts and looked at lots of different things, and he says this is shortly after they got knocked out of the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. And he said they can afford. I mean, they budget to get to the quarterfinal of the Champions League, but they can afford to be knocked out early. Yeah. But the problem comes when it happens t- twice in a row. So. If we don't qualify for the Champions League next season, they're, they're, what he was effectively saying is they're bang in trouble. They're in all sorts of trouble, and we know that they're all already financially a little bit, a little bit iffy. So the thing is, you look at their squad and you look at the games they're dropping points um, in, and, and, and the games they've got coming up. I mean, they'll obviously get six points beating Pompey twice, but <laughs> apart, apart from that, you know, they don't, they don't really look like they've got a squad. And they, we said it at the beginning of the season, their squad's nowhere near as good as Tottenham's, for example. No, you right. know, and, and they're already, well, I know they're only about four or five points off Champions League places, aren't they? Mm. But, I mean, the, ch- the thing is, they were talking of winning the league. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing, other thing I wanted to say about Liverpool, just quickly, is that, um, apart from, not only the financial side of it, it, it's all linked together, because it, is, is Fernando Torres going to be happy with not playing the Champions League? Well, absolutely. Season? Yeah, he's, he's not going to be happy playing the Europa League. They're not going to want to play Thursday nights in Moscow or whatever. So it all adds up to, it all goes together. Then they want to leave. So then if Torres wants to leave, who else is going to leave? If Benitez will then leave. It's, it's, it's but he might be sold. If he's... If he's um, if they need the money, they're going to have to sell Torres. And Benitez says, "I will go if Torres is uh, sold." You know, well, he, he might even be sort of setting himself up with an exit route there. If well, very true. If Torres is sold, I mean, very true. it's a big shout to say that Liverpool won't qualify for the Champions League this season. I know they're struggling now, but as, as we said, they're not far off the sort of top four, and there's a long, long way to go yet. And if, if they put a run together now, which I, I think they probably will after after beating Everton, then you never know. They'll pro- it will probably I mean, be very, very predictable by the end of the season. No, I think you're right. It does. It does you do get a bit of that at the beginning of each season. Oh, look at this, look at that. Yeah. Liverpool, are, 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 I agree, are completely capable of going like a 10 or 11 game winning streak. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And so are Chelsea. God, yeah. Still my tips for the title. And, oh, yeah, yeah and fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. But, uh, it's theirs to throw away already, yeah. you could yeah. argue. I mean, 3-0 at Arsenal, that's that's good form, you know what I mean? It's a very strong, dominant performance by them, but mm. um, Arsenal are their own worst enemy, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's particularly against Chelsea. If Didier Drogba played for Arsenal, he'd score an own goal in every game. He couldn't help it. He just <laughs> he, he just has got Arsenal's number, hasn't he? Yeah. He's a, I'll tell you, I've said it before, he's a horrific player to play against. He must yeah. be. Oh, absolutely. Oh, when you've got a Nelka as well, yeah, it must exactly. be a nightmare. Pace, I mean, it's easy great to see. Skill, I mean, yeah. I mean Chelsea's Squad, their players are all at the right age. You know, they're, they're brutes they're, as well. Yeah, they're they strong, are. They're yeah. big physical guys, yeah. and they've, they've just got so much strength in depth. But what, the thing about Arsenal is the same thing I was saying about some players for Tottenham and maybe some other clubs is that they can do it against um, sort of lesser teams, yeah. and in a way, Arsenal can do it against the top teams, provided they're not too physical. Whereas you, you look at a side with with sort of Nasri, Denilson, Walcott. Uh, Eduardo in it these are all great players yeah. mm. but if they come up against players yeah. of the physicality of Chelsea yeah. they almost get bullied they get well, bullied yeah. well lest we forget though last season when Barcelona were, were, were the best team on the planet probably you know they only just scraped past Chelsea yeah. in the semi-final you know so okay Hiddink was in charge there but, mm. but you are right though that kind of Oh, and they just got straight past with some outrageous refereeing decisions as well you got to remember, you've got yeah, to remember yeah. that Chelsea I think you know they've got to be this is going to be a, a really golden chance for them to win the Champions League, mm. and I think that, I think they'll walk the league this season. I don't think Man United are as strong as them. No. If they can get, this is their best chance of winning the Champions League, in my opinion. Ancelotti's got great form in the Champions League yep. as well. 
Mm. I mean, it really, really does look as if Chelsea and Man United are on a, just a different level from everybody else. But, but, and it's becoming evident very, very quickly as the league sort of unravels. I think United are probably missing a striker like, to, to, to challenge Chelsea. Maybe uh, Diego Forlan. Can, can we rule out Portsmouth? Can we rule out Portsmouth? Yeah, Portsmouth <laughs> um, have ruled themselves out. Well, don't be too hasty. Well, I was going to say, because, um, you know, Avram Grant's just, just uh, taken charge of Portsmouth. And if he didn't need any more encouragement, you know, David James has likened him to Yoda from yeah. Star Wars. He says he's like Yoda. His pearls of wisdom are far-reaching. He speaks a lot of sense. Yoda doesn't speak any sense. No. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. We'll talk about this afterwards. Uh, <laughs> what do you know about Star Wars? <laughs> All the boxes for a relegation-bound team have been ticked. Yeah. Playing quite well but never winning. <laughs> Unable to defend even the most sort of cursory of free-kick deliveries. Uh, not taking chances. Um, sacked their manager and got another one in who's a little bit personality-less. Yeah. What else do you want? Yeah, um, yeah. Nigel Quaggi and then <laughs> yeah, you're away. <laughs> all I've got to do is sign Nigel Quaggi and they'll be away. There you go. Um, I thought Lee Bowie scored a really good goal. Uh, he okay. did, didn't he? By yeah. anyone's standards, He's got five goals this season, Lee Bowie. Lazarus. He was supposed to be uh, quitting, wasn't he? Mm. Well, yeah, he was talking of that, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weren't they talking of that from other people wanting him to quit? Yeah. Him Possibly and Just probably. give it up. Do you remember yeah. Birmingham fans had that big petition against signing Lee Bowie a couple of seasons ago when it initially looked like he was going to go there? Egg on your faces. Yeah, I bet you all celebrated that goal, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably did. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I bet, though, Pete, you're celebrating that Newcastle are top of the championship. Yeah, you, uh, uh, top of the league. So you are top of the league. I mean, they've been up there all season, but still. Yeah, I, I just sort of fear for our uh, our goal difference. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll go up as champions. I think we'll go up uh, second because I think we're from. Beggars can't be All right, I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> Immediately, I yeah. want a bit of silverware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think we're looking. I think we're looking all right. I think. Uh, we, I think we wait for Amiobi to come back, and I never yeah. thought we'd say that. But yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah, it would be nice to get to see Nile Rangers score a goal. Attendances right. have been great as well for Newcastle, um, I, and the amount of guff that came out saying that he, he was going to. Be, oh, 25,000. They're averaging about 47,000, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 48, I think. Yeah, Great yeah. stuff. We've yeah, got yeah, nothing else to do, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, naughty. I'm they, they have the po- a petition to see if I can play a game every single day, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Come on, hey. Sorry. Leeds are top of League One. We talked about Leeds the other day. Uh, Leeds yeah. and Charlton are going to walk that division, mm. and so will Newcastle and, um, and uh, Southampton are 20th in League One. Ah! Come on, Southampton. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. It's outrageous. They've had... Um, well, I know they've had the points. Massive they? points. They were, they've, yeah. they've only lost about one in 11 games. No, I know, but it's just like... They're four points off playoffs or the, something. The, the, the reason why I, I, I exclaim... Oh, four points off mid-table, sorry. The reason why I exclaim is just, the, you know, a sort of premiership club of yesteryear, 20th in league. One, well, I know, mm. of course, oh, they've Stop had the it, points. you're going to make me cry. It's like we said the other week, though. It's once, you, once you get relegated from the Premier League, if you don't get to grips with it straight away, this can happen. It's a slippery slope. Well, what I will say is, without getting too political, is, you know, the same... The same sort of week that's published that seventy million quid's been paid on the agents' fees mm. for, for a season. It's a good I mean, investment. Look at the amount of look at the amount of money that is not being put into grassroots football. Right. The amount of money that's not being used to um, to sort of prop up um, ailing clubs. Now I know they've been a victim of their own sort of downfall in a, in a, in a certain way, but and it is their own fault. But it, the regulation's not there. The thing that frustrates me most is that one, the money is obviously there in the game, and it's not being used correctly, and two unscrupulous people are allowed to get these national institutions in in some cases and at least at the very least focal points of communities in other cases to just be running to the ground I think mm. it's an absolute disgrace mm. 
No, of course it is. Well, we'll, 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 they've always on. had pretty decent um, managers as well. I think I, I've, I've never understood why how they managed to. Well, slip I dropped out a massive bollock mm. with that stadium. That's what they did. They, yeah. made, they took a loan out for a stadium. It went a bit wrong, but well, let's let's move on from uh, money grabbing people and unscrupulous characters in the game. Uh, FIFA. Um, <laughs> 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 He's good, isn't he? Text oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Are we the only show that sort of celebrates our own links? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, uh, they've rejected. Um, Ireland's plucky plea for an extra place at the World Cup. Am I, am I How is that ever going to work? I don't work? understand it. Do you know what? Do you know what? Right? I just the, the, the thought of FIFA and the FAI talking about an extra place at the World Cup. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of sort of someone who's acted like a bit Del of a Boy dick at a party. Right? Sell their souls. Or someone, I'm not having a go at the Irish in particular because I'm, I'm sure they're as embarrassed as no, the, the FAI. Are, are, yeah, but it's like the FAI. Yeah, have acted like dicks at a party. Yeah, and they've been told to leave, and they sort of knock the door again, and going, "Can I just? Do you want to sit in the hallway?" <laughs> I promise I won't make any noise. <laughs> I won't even have a drink. Yeah. I sort of imagine that they've just sort of blasted in there and gone like, we want to be the 33rd team in the World Cup. And FIFA have gone, well, where's that going to work? That's for you to sort out! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, it, it, what? I would really love to know what the proposal actually was, because what is that just a fifth team in, in one group? Yeah, like, yeah. Screw that group. Well, well then they... Costa Rica sort of went, wow, that's a great idea, we'll be the 34th. Yeah, that makes it even, though, doesn't work. And the Pharaoh ones probably go, we want to be the 138th. <laughs> and if it comes to that... But Scotland, so we want to be the 139. <laughs> yeah. England are like, we want two teams in there. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that. England um, and the Isle of Wight. Yeah. FIFA have also been a bit like. Um Naughty, and I don't know if they've done it just, to anno- just to annoy Ireland, but they Unlike said now them. they're going to they're going to re- retrospectively look at Thierry Henry's conduct. And it's a bit like, well, mm. come on, you know, play of a straight yeah. batter. Well, they've also said that they're not going to introduce uh, extra referees That's or right, any sort yeah. of video technology at, at the World Cup. And I mean, video technology obviously is a, is a can of worms, but extra referees, surely there's clearly a problem. And I, I, it, can I, it uh, be that? Is it that big a step? But is, it, but is the World Cup a place to sort of try, try run that sort of thing? Well, exactly. I, I the video referee will be dead against it to try run in the World Cup. But maybe extra officials wouldn't be such a big deal. But, I mean, I don't know if I'd like to see it be... I mean, it was sort of done in the UEFA Cup. I didn't really do anything. Yeah, you're mm. overly... Going back to the Irish thing, um, the FAI and uh, I think Liam Brady were very angry with FIFA because they said, you know, these discussions of, of an extra place at the World Cup that were private and confidential and I can't believe... Basically, they've tried to pike something in there <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the, the, the FIFA have turned around and said it to everyone. No, 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 you've made us look silly. <laughs> yeah, but now they're making themselves look more and more silly by even revealing that this was meant to be kept in private. They, they, they'd gone in there knowing it was embarrassing. But didn't, worms, didn't they sort of say that Blatter supported them, in theory or It's like exponential that. and it's ridiculousness. <laughs> I don't know. Now, at the time of recording, the World Cup draw hasn't happened, but one thing that we can say is that Maradona won't be there <laughs> because he's been warned away. Uh, the FIFA <laughs> Secretary General. It, uh, it, it, sorry, it's still a bold, bold prediction to say that he won't be there. <laughs> <We're> probably, <laughs> probably crashing through the roof in disguise. <laughs> um, well, he said that uh, um, Jerome uh, Valka said that uh, Maradona has uh, been officially banned from all football activities. Uh, it's not just a ban for friendly matches or official matches; it's for all football activities. He, if he appears now as a journalist for a media company again, his uh, accreditation will not be. Delivered by FIFA. Um, if he's asking for uh, accreditation, I can tell you no way. It's a bit petty. It, it, I, it I just love how they, how they suddenly thought. Oh, hang on, he might turn. We better tell him. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I'm not. I'm not. So, I'm not defending Maradona's actions in this particular case, as we've discussed previously. But 
I'm not saying any special dispensation for people, but he's one of the greatest footballers of all time. I mean, <laughs> part of me, there's a real sort of football purist in me who just wants to say to that suit, what have you ever done, mate? Yeah, you yeah. know, is, is, is the draw going to be a really much worse place that Maradona's going to be there? You know, what are you, why are you trying to it stop it? It could be, though, couldn't it? Maybe, yeah. It could you, all go wrong. It attracts yeah. mental amounts of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Not it, that's true. football. You know what I mean? It's but, uh, what they should do to stop him turn up is have the draw in Italy, where he owes about 20 million <laughs> euros in tax. He won't turn up then. He'll have his tracksuit taken off his back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seth Blatter was uh, talking about England's World Cup bid, and he said that Debeck is vital to this bid. He said they have to use him for everything forever. What, even as a stadium? Well, <laughs> everything forever. As a right-back? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I think we, we can all agree with that. Would it stretch to that far? <laughs> if they don't, they are not very intelligent. I mean, uh, Read the quote again, for everything ever. They have to use him for everything forever. Does he ever say in it? Even if he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff him and get him Literally in. wheel out I mean, uh, he, sa- he said, I've been working in FIFA for 35 years! That's longer than we've all been alive. Um, and I know a good guy for big occasions. Now... To me, one should be looking at a country's infrastructure, yeah, the yeah. stadia. Yeah. I'm getting that. a bit tired of this crap, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Can they not just hand it out now? Why do they have to go through this rigmarole of just everybody going, I will give you this hamburger, I will yeah, give you I this. was thinking about this the other day, Pete, but in a sort of part of me thought, I hope we don't sort of derail the cup bid. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, to be, they think, oh, what I'll do, one of the FIFA delegates, oh, this is like on my iPod. I don't have the football ramble. What, what's this? <laughs> they don't want it, <laughs> Yeah. Jack Waters put it on his uh, uh, on his stolen iPod. Yeah. That's not legit. <laughs> <laughs> it exploded in his head. Which was given to him by FA uh, <laughs> Chief uh, Lord Treesman as a gift. <laughs> as a bung. One thing that wouldn't happen in England, if he, if we did get the World Cup, which which may happen in South Africa, is that the, uh, the, the stadiums might be blessed by slaughtering a cow in each one. Um, Ugh. And, <laughs> Not when yeah. the game's on. <laughs> Half time, crossbar challenge in a cow. You don't want to be on the on the counter so I can get chopped down by a stray machete. <laughs> well, it's um, the the um, Mahonia Royal Trust uh, who put forward the idea. They they described the cattle killing ritual as a true African way of blessing the 2010 tournament. And a government minister has uh, um, said that he's going to lobby FIFA in support of the plan. It's a, it's a really really tough sort of situation that isn't it because on one hand it's completely repugnant and horrible and wrong but it is a slap in the face to South Africa to say actually your customs are a bit stupid yeah, so if you could difficult. not do that it's, it's you've really got to be careful it, it's absolutely yeah. if, if England has it in 2018 are we going to bring back like public hanging or something <laughs> a point of village idiot to every town <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you volunteering, Joe? No, Romford, I'm never getting that one. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not going to go for East London. <laughs> that means top 100. <laughs> I, ju- I just think that uh, killing a cow is truly secondary to those bloody horns they use. Oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> the Zayla, stop yeah. them first. The Boobie Zayla. I mean, do you think with... I don't know, do you think they're trying to milk this idea? Oh, do, God. Uh? Come on. Here he goes. <laughs> What's your beef, man? Hey! <laughs> well done. <laughs> We talked earlier about our trip to Barcelona. Well, we're going to go back there briefly and talk about Barcelona, Real Madrid. Yeah. And the big game bottler got the winner. Oh, he yeah. Rubbish. What's though. he ever Still done? Rubbish. He's What's not he up done? to it. He <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very, very satisfying. It's a to wonderful see. finish. Yeah, on the yeah. end of that one. It was a wonderful finish. Great cross by. And, um, oh, and Danny Alves. Was it's Danny Alves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he found him. Yeah. Again, an amazing option down the right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love Danny Alves. Re- Real Madrid, and it was I love him. He is a diving little gremlin, but he is, he is a great player. <laughs> diving little yeah. gremlin. Good one. Barcelona did well to hold on as well because obviously down to 10 men. And, and uh, the old uh, Pompey Hall of Famer, Lasana Diara, got sent off late on as well. 
He did, yeah. Bruce Gets got sent off as well, didn't he? Was a... Yeah, for, for Bartha, yeah. Tempestuous. Mm. There was about half hour left. Mm. There was a little bit of um, argy-bargy between Iniesta and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Apparently Ronaldo, um, Iniesta said, it annoyed me that Cristiano told me not to dive because he is not exactly the best person to tell anyone that. Ooh! Yeah. Mm. Oh, you bet. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it really was, I mean, to, to coin a cliche, it was a, a game of two halves. The first half was really sort of slow and a little bit sort of bitty and a bit boring and it, and it really sprung to life until everything happened in the second half. And I think as Latan's goal, um, there's a campaign online to, uh, for one of the boys who's on the old um, Facebook page to start calling him Zebra. Zebra, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So maybe we could adopt that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it was a really was a goal fitting of a winner of a game of that size because it wasn't an easy ball to hit first time on your yeah. left peg, and he's done well with it. I mean, the, the, to be fair, the cross made it, but he's had to finish it off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Your mum makes you a lovely dinner. You still got to eat it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what a confusing analogy. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, I tell you what, he's very tight though. The top five in Spain: Barca on thirty, Real on twenty-eight, Sevilla twenty-six, Valencia twenty-five, and Deportivo on twenty-five. Mm. Mm. I still think Sevilla have got the strongest chance of breaking up that top two, but I, even now, I don't think they will. Sure. Yeah. Uh, da- incidentally, David Villa has given, uh, been given the price tag of eighty-eight million euros. It's just to, it annoys me when things like this happen because obviously that price tag is just there to scare clubs off. But as soon as you even just enter that amount into the sort of public arena, it gets a Agents thinking and it gets mm. clubs thinking. It's like right, that is a feasible sort yeah. of transfer no, fee right. that right. you could pay for someone, especially because Ronaldo went for so much money. And this stupid sort of brinkmanship mm. is pushing up the transfer fees, and mm. oh, it makes me mad. I also mm. think I agree with that, but I'd add to it that um, it's a bit disingenuous in reality, anyway, because no decent quality international footballer is really going to risk a move in January six months ahead of a World yeah. Cup. Because if it doesn't go right and you don't settle in, or you have a bit of a bad time of it, and you're not playing football for the last three months of the season. Who's going who's gonna to risk that? You know, no, mm. no can, one would do you that. You can kiss goodbye, la selección. Exactly. I, well, I even saw Luis Fabiano saying exactly the same thing a couple of weeks ago, saying mm. that you know, I, I do want to move to the Premier League. I think it will f- suit my game. Blah blah blah. Or I wouldn't want to go to Milan or that sort of stuff. But there's no way I'm going for the World Cup. Not a mm. chance. You know, Luis Fabiano has been the sort of first choice striker for Brazil for about 18 months. There's no way he's going to jeopardise that no, ahead of a World yeah. Cup. Absolutely not. Um, Lionel Messi won the Ballon d'Or. Unsurprisingly, mm. Mm. not um, bad that Messi. He's, uh, he's my tip. He's never. Um, he's my <laughs> Young player to watch. <laughs> yeah. he, he'd never done it in the Premier League, Marcus. No, of course not. I think a, mi- a middling well, championship. Look, look. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's moved and he's going to come second now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Proof. exactly. Proof. <laughs> I think Messi would probably start off at a middle championship club, get a bit of experience in the English game, Don't show him what it's all so about. Bloody stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Iniesta and Xavi. I forget they were third and fourth. Fourth, four out of the top five. Iniesta, Xavi, Eto, who's obviously moved on, and Messi. And Cristiano Ronaldo was the only other one, wasn't it? Mm. I, I just think that, call me old fashioned, but Messi seems like quite a nice bloke as well. Yeah, yeah. Does, yeah, so I, I'm pleased for him. But he, he won it by a record margin, didn't he? Mm. he I mean, did, it's, yeah. it's not surprising. But yeah, it's such a massive, massive amount of votes. But I mean, he, he was outstanding, just obviously the best player mm. in Europe or the world last season. I mean, you know, he got a goal or an assist in every game he played. It's in. amazing. That's incredible. Um, mm. Sorry, but David Nugent's on the phone. He wants a world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he in the top ten? David Nugent? <laughs> Shortlist? Uh, he, he was in my top ten. <laughs> I don't know whether that that's all that counts. He's across the board. The Ballon Speller. Can we go to Serie A? Mm. Go on then. Thank you. M- make the noise though, as if we're flying out there. <sighs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> the doors are open. It's the Pete Plane. <laughs> what Pete was doing on the plane was he was getting the sick bags right, and he was drawing faces on them mm. and pretending to do little puppet shows. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah, I was doing. He, he kept claiming it was the pilot. One minute <laughs> the pilot was happy, then he was very angry. Yeah, yeah. It's good in the in the uh, the what is it called? I was going to say the the air nurse. Uh, the people. Are <laughs> 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 
come up and down see her if you're all right and stuff. Put your seatbelt on. What do you call them? A flight SUS. attendant. Flight, flight attendant, yeah. sexist. Um, <laughs> you could have been nurse. He told me to. He told me to take it out of the window. Did he? Told me to take, mm. the, take the cap out the window. Yeah, to wind the window. Well, up, he doesn't see. Oh dear. Yeah. My giddy aunt. They're Siri um, I'm pleased to say that uh, Jan Klaus Hunterlow scored for Milan. Mm. What, a, what a... It was a beauty. got a couple, one, wasn't it? Oh, that was super. It was nil-nil um, against uh, Catania. That yeah. Way too, and, yeah. Uh, and 90th minute, Hunterlow had only come on in about the 82nd, 83rd minute. And uh, he, scored, he was reasonably fortunate. Keeper sh- probably should have done better. Um, scored in the 90th. And they got up the other end. And what a goal. Going, it was sort of going away from goal along yeah, the penalty on the area. Corner, cor- on the edge of the and corner of the box. He sort of reverse chipped him into the far corner. It was absolutely super. The like like, bear. like someone said, it, it was Van Bastonet. <laughs> the <No>. old bear. <laughs> it was Van Bastonet, <laughs> someone bear. rightly said, you know. Yeah, it was absolutely... It was I, I, I hope he starts getting a chance now. because The only thing yeah. that sort of keeps me... Because um, I really like Hans as a player. Yeah. The only thing that sort of keeps me sane regarding him is that if he's not quite having a good time of it at Milan still in, say, six months' time or a year's time, he may get a move to the Premier League where I think mm-hmm. he'd be a success. I genuinely think someone at Arsenal, I think he'd be a really good say, yeah. he's like He's like he's like bent there, but like ten times better. Yeah, it's not going to be good for him to keep moving around to all these absolutely massive clubs mm. feeling that he's not cutting it. It's going to dent his confidence yeah. so, so yeah. badly. Yeah, I think you're right. Milan are up to second now on the table, seven points behind Inter, so, yeah, one yeah. above Juve. Mm. So, Leonardo... Turning it around. They're doing all right. They've, they've, got a good, they've got a good recent run. And still got belt. D-Beck to come. Exactly. Yeah. Elsewhere in Italia, Francesco Totti's uh, new contract is uh, for ten years. Yeah. Ten that years. That is loads of years. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but he's 33. The second five would be as a director mm-hmm. uh, rather than a player. He's a one-club man. He's being re- rewarded for his loyalty, Marcus. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, he scored nine goals in nine league. Matches this he's season. got about. I think he's got about eighteen goals this season in all competitions. He's got a few in the Europa. He's got League, a couple though, of yeah. ca- couple of hat tricks. Yeah, he's considering maybe World Cup. Do I think he's a wonderful footballer? I really yeah. do. I think that you know he's, he's thinking about coming out of retirement. I don't know what the situation is with Lippi. Whether he'll get in the squad, presumably he will. Um, he's performed a very different role for the national side as he does at Roma. Mm. But lots of people say he hasn't really done anything for Italy, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Roma, the side is built around him, so he's obviously the focal point of that. They're all they're playing like a weird four-one-four-one formation for a long yeah. time with him yeah. as a focal point of it. And Italy has to do a very Different job, so his goal scoring record isn't as good. But I mean, you know, he was brilliant in the, when they won the World Cup. He had to be, you know. So I can't yeah. see how people say he hasn't replicated that form. He has. It's just a different role. That'd be my take on it. Now then, listeners, <laughs> we've mentioned the wonderful Barry Fry before on the show a number of times. Well, this this show is no exception. Oh my, oh my! It's Barry Fry <laughs> in on the sly. <laughs> Oh. Eating a pie, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Make me cry. <laughs> One too many. <laughs> Pete, yeah. Pete, you're holding the newspaper. Tell I'm us. All the newspaper. Me and uh, Jim were uh, reading some newspapers in uh, in reception to the r- Rumble Record <laughs> Hut. Don't. <laughs> And uh, there's, a, there's a piece by big old Martin Samuel for the uh, the, the Daily Mail. Two seats, Samuel. Actually, two seats. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rumours, yes. Yeah. Um, there's a little piece about... Uh, she, he's talking to uh, Karen Brady, obviously, at late of uh, Birmingham. Uh, and she was relating a story about uh, Barry Fry. She says, uh, I can remember Barry Fry asking for the money for Ricky Otto from Southend United. That's funny in itself. <laughs> <laughs> He's not worth money. Uh, he said he said he needed a forward. David Sullivan said to me, I'm sure he's a winger. But no, Barry insisted that Ricky Otto was a forward. Well, he didn't check. <laughs> it's so, his money, he didn't check. So they went ahead and bought him. Uh, a month or so later, Barry was back in the office again. We've got a problem with Ricky Otto. What's that? What's that, Barry? 
he's more of a winger than a forward. <laughs> we need a forward. <laughs> Just check on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love nice. They still work in the in the world of faxes and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Look at our fax and work out where Ricky Yotto plays. Oh, no yeah. one. I'll right, sign him. <laughs> uh, David Dean said to uh, Karen, "Never believe them when they say just one more player. It's never just one <laughs> more player." Check out like. I can empathise with that. Obviously, being a supporter of a club, we had Harry Redknapp in, in charge for so long. <laughs> Emails of the week. It is emails. Woo, yeah. All right. Let's do them. Lukey Moore. Um, this is an email from Sam Major. I believe it's pronounced Major. Apologies if not, Sam. Um, dear Football Ramble, ho! Hey. Ah. James? <laughs> <laughs> I was very pleased that your interview with Dean Windass a couple of weeks ago helped me turn my weekly six-a-side game on its head. Explain. Uh, after an hour of playing in goal, as usual, I got bored and decided to go up front. I'm receiving the ball at halfway. I mean, I hopefully told his sort of playing teammates about that. Mm. Um, I proceeded to do a Ronaldo-esque step-in, followed by a Kaká-esque round-the-world to win a corner. <laughs> uh, a couple of minutes later, after already bagging one goal, the familiar first of three goals wins came in. Mm. Um... I remember Dean Windass saying defenders are pulled into the box, so I stepped out as one of my teammates ran in, the keeper saved, and I knew my time had come. The ball bounced up and I hit a perfect Steven Gerrard volley bouncing into the ground before it flew into the top corner. Still in search of the hat-trick, I got the ball 20 yards out, hearing shouts of pass it, I thought, not this time. (laughs) (laughs) This is a six-a-side game, by the way, 20 yards out. (laughs) So he's probably in his own half. I I sent a trademark low curly shot into the bottom (laughs) corner. He's been in goal for that. (laughs) The type of the type of goal that's earned me my nickname of Morginio. Needless to say, the winner was much appreciated by the rest of my team. Oh, he sounds like a fairly nice chap. I told him not to thank me, but Dean Windass and the football ramble. (laughs) Keep up the good work, Sam Maginio Major, a goalkeeper never knowingly lobbed. (laughs) Another one. Great email. Another one in cool. I'm going to start a little sort of group of keepers who've never kn- been knownly lost. Yeah, <laughs> we can meet like a quarterly or something. <laughs> um, James or Jim? Morning ramble force, presumptuous, but I like it. Oh! Just a quick note to mention that Walter Toll, formerly of Folkestone in Kent, will be honoured in the town on the 11th of December. Oh, plaque... This is a Dean Windass Hall of Fame. Isn't mm, indeed. Toll, of course. A plaque will be unveiled by MP Michael Howard at the town's bandstand. I think this is probably due to his induction into the Dean Windass Hall of Fame. Yeah, oh! Jason Harding. Folks in Kent. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. That it's taking place on a bandstand. That's very quaint. Yeah, <laughs> I woke up in... on a bandstand once. It was horrible. And in Kent, the Garden of England. Yeah, it is. He's rightly said that. Was what Walter Tower would have wanted. Yeah. So there we are. Pete. Hey, I got one. This is from uh, Andrew Rea in uh, Bangor, County Down. Bangor. Uh, he says, Ramble Force, hi! Hi! hi. <laughs> uh, I just thought I'd let you know of a Facebook group I've just created. It's called Bring Back Barry Davies for South Africa 2010. Oh! oh. I am instantly pleased. <laughs> I'm very pleased. A little too pleased. If you find it... it you can find it quite easy. Just type uh, Barry Davies for South Africa 2010 into the Facebook search bar. And uh, it's my intention to get so many ramblers that I'll be able to persuade the BBC or even ITV that it's in the country's best interests that uh, Barry Davies commentates. Not only through the competition, but this. also in the final. Oh. Oh. Oh, that would uh, be so good. And I would also uh, really appreciate the backing of the Football Ramble and oh. it's all its listeners to you help me it. with this really cause. Absolutely. I haven't been able to complete the profile as much as I'd like, but in the near future, I'd like the group to discuss favourite Barry Davies moments <laughs> and oh. just why he deserves just one more shot many. in the limelight. 
Well, we did a profile on, on, on Barry Davis, so mm. I think our favourite moment's probably been there. Yeah. Andrew e- Everything. The bit when he was born to now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andrew Rea, uh, the Ramble, and uh, and I guess Barry Davis salute you. Salute you. Oh, both yeah. hands. Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I know, but uh, where's the old goodie bag going to go? It's going to go to Barry Davis. Why <laughs> <laughs> they got emailed in Andrew Rea? Absolutely, Andrew. That is abs- it's made my ramble. Well, well done. Championship manager goodie bag on the way to you, sir. Hello, Andy Mundas, and this is my Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time. Oh, let's go. Georgie Hadji. Good. Oh, Good choice. Oh, I, love. I love him. It's Talking left, about World Cups, and I remember this man being a World Cup legend. Golden of, left peg. Of recent mm. years, yeah. Born 5th of February 1965. Two years. Before the summer of love. Yep. Yeah. Sperm race, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All that. Good, yep. Marvellous. Move on. He's, of course, a former Romanian footballer and uh, is regarded by many as one of the top attacking midfielders of the 90s and maybe even late 80s, mm. dare I say. I think his peak was probably... Well, you're going to go on to it, but I'd say his peak was sort of 93... Maybe a Controversial. bit Controversial. Right, well, I'll make my, my dates all over the place. So you, you've got the facts. So you, you tell us. Um, Facto. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's uh, arguably um, the best Romanian footballer of all time. Inarguably, almost. Yeah. I'd say. Because I man... have a deep knowledge of Romanian football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think there are many others. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fans used to call him the Maradona of uh, the Carpathians. Yeah. Which, of course, the mountain range across Central and Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, Romania, isn't it? Yes, that's right. It is, yeah. Mm. Uh, I think it would be more difficult to be a, uh, a Maradona on a hill. Yeah, you're probably right, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not that pitch. You're not doing so many players, are you? No. Yeah. Of course, he was a attacking midfielder of the 80s and 90s, and quite exquisite passing, one might say. Great ball control. I'd mm. say so, yeah. Mm. I mean, as an, as, a, as an attacking footballer, he really had everything in his locker. He had, yeah. he had wonderful control, as you said. He had, mm. he had the ability to weigh in with his fair share of goals. Oh, yeah. He had a great passing. What a long-range shot. And he was also completely nuts yeah. as well, which yeah. also helps. Which is a prerequisite. Like, he was a man for the big stage as well. He liked a, to perform. A classic, to a classic number 10. Yeah, he was, guy. yeah. Mm. Real playmaker. He started playing football very young, as, as we all do. Mm. And... Despite his small frame and his sort of fragile look, he, he had uh, a fantastic technique from, from very young, and he would play um, in leagues and for teams with kids who were three or four years older than him, which is quite something, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you're very young. And he was, he was a small guy oh, even yeah, when he, was, he grew up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Been particularly tough. That's right, yeah. At the age of 17, he was uh, selected for uh, Farrell uh, Constanta's uh, senior team, who are Romanian side. Um, and he didn't didn't even manage a season there because um, the Bucharest-based team, uh, Sportul uh, Studentes, came in for him. And he spent four seasons there, and that's when he became a real big name in, in Romanian football. And he was top scorer for the for the club while he was there with no less than 58 goals in 107 matches. Wow. Great. Bear in mind, he's not a striker. That's great. Yeah. He's a midfielder. And in the winter of uh, 87, he was transferred to the big Romanian club, Stoia Bucharest, who were, at the time, European Cup holders. Mm. Mm. Which That's is right. amazing to think. Yes, yeah. it wouldn't happen now, would it? Absolutely not. Um, he was signed by their team as they were preparing for the European Super Cup final against Dynamo Kiev. And the original contract was that he would, 
it was just for one game, that final. <laughs> <laughs> now, bearing in mind, this is the European Cup holders. What, and he signed it? I've signed a player <laughs> for one match. Is this to do with that Gigi Bacali nutcase? Yeah, it probably might have been, actually, yeah. Your guess is as good as yeah, 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 yeah. I think, on this one. So, uh, he did play in the final. Uh, the final ended 1-0. Uh, yeah. Who scored the goal, Marcus? Georgie Hadji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On his Thanks debut. Thanks yeah. very much. Uh, did he get a testimonial? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, as you can imagine, the story didn't want to, re- didn't want to release him back to Sportal. And they, uh, they, they, they held on to him. And he was uh, at uh, Stoyf uh, between 87 and 90. And he played 97 league games for them. Scored 76 goals. That's great a stuff. midfielder. That's great stuff. Attacking mm. midfielder, yeah. Absolutely. He's weighing in. And 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 Stoy, you know, were a big powerhouse. You know, he reached the European Cup semi-finals with them in in, in eighty eight in the in the in the final the following year. I think beaten by uh, Milan. Yeah, mm, they were Saki's Milan. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were they were champions of Romania in eighty seven, eighty eight, and eighty nine, and then won the Romanian Cup in those years as well. And. Uh, his exploits for, for Stoyer and his performances in the 1990 World Cup. I think we forget he was there. You know, oh, they, got yeah. knocked out, they got knocked out by the Republic of Ireland, David O'Leary's on penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's some great footage actually on YouTube of him and Maradona on the same mm. pitch. And they really, they look reasonably similar. Yeah, both yeah, number yeah. 10s, both yeah. kind of, sort of, sort of squat players. Oh, it was a superb tournament. They, and, and Romania did, did, did awfully well. They got to the second, second round. round yeah. Second round, yeah. And obviously Ireland went on to be knocked out by Italy, didn't they? Well, they did, yeah. So, as I said, you know, his performances for Stoyer and the uh, 1990 World Cup performances caught the eye of Real Madrid. Real Madrid! And he was there for two seasons. I can't really remember him at Madrid, if no. I'm honest with you. It was... It, sorry, was that, would, that, would, that, would that have been for the 1991 season he signed for them? That's right, it was after yeah. the 1991. I, I do remember signing because I remember. So well, 90, 90 to 91. Yeah, World Cup, World Cup 90 was the first little tournament I really massively got into, and I remember thinking that Haji was one of my favourites, and I remember him signing oh, for right. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't really set the world on fire at Madrid, it has to be said. He, he did okay, but he found it, found it quite hard to adapt to the Spanish game and the lifestyle. But he, he did score one goal, which was nearly from the halfway line, for him, which was yeah. an absolute peach. Some of the goals he scored yeah. have been absolutely <laughs> wonderful efforts. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make no bones about that. <laughs> when, you, when you see like, you bandy around things like he scored 58 goals in 107 games and stuff, we're not talking about like a poacher of a striker, really, yeah. like a Pippo yeah. and Zaghi. He, he would pick the ball up from deep, he would run at players, he would beat men, and he would smash the ball in the top corner. He, and was, he, a, he was a superb And player. he was great at a dink. Oh, he yeah, loved a dink, And yeah. his, his free kick-taking was spectacular. He was, well. yeah, he, he very had, much He had so. such a good left foot that if yeah. he'd had two left feet it would have been a positive thing <laughs> <laughs> he can open a can of beans with that left peg I tell you yeah. <laughs> um, he was sold to Brescia after his time at Madrid who were in Serie B that's really yeah. weird that isn't it yeah. very strange but very Italy strange. I mean you're talking about Italy was a very strong country in terms of football then yeah that's true of club football. and they were managed by uh, Luchescu who was one of his career mentors so I would imagine right. that would that's have probably why, yeah, had some weight there he helped them get to promoted to Serie A but unfortunately the next season they were relegated back to Serie B but that was all in time for World Cup 94. This is and when I, he came into his own. Now, yeah. I think this is when we all remember him. Absolutely. I mean, it was him and, uh, him and uh, Stoichkov that I really... Oh, sorry. Oh, they, they were my two yeah. favourite players. They were quite similar, those I'm two. I'm Baggio, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of good players. Well, <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, Dimit- they were. Dimitrescu was a good player. He played well in that tournament. He got a few goals. Radicho, you? Radicho, yeah. 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 Dan Petrescu, obviously. Fox Dan Petrescu. Fox Mulder, yeah. No, they had a few Hadji and Stoichkov were so similar. Similar sort of players, completely batshit mental. Both left-footed as well. Yeah. Oh, Georgie had his left foot. I mean, you hear people talking about cult- <laughs> you hear people talking about culture left foots. I mean, to coin a, a, to coin a, a well-known phrase, 
Georgia Hadji's left foot would be reading like the complete works of Proust. It was so cold. <laughs> it really was cold. There was never a side foot, was there? No, it was yeah. always it was caressed. The, no time, no time. He, never, he never struck the ball, Pete. <laughs> he like, delicately caressed it and bought it dinner before he popped it out to the wind. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, he scored that memorable goal against Colombia. From the touchline, yeah. did he mean it? I'm going to give him it because I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> but he does look up. He does look up. Pete, you reckon it's? A, I think. I think it is. Yeah. Well, I think Pete's in the camp, but it's definitely he meant it. But, but you do see him look up, and you do see Dimitrescu running yeah. through. Mm. And there is. A, you could argue that if it was anyone else, I mean, if it was Wayne Bridge doing I'm it, I'm in the camp. It's a cross. Enjoy it. <laughs> <But> it <was laughs> Wayne like, Bridge. Yeah. Well, hang on. <laughs> Why has he been mentioned? Well, I'm just saying. This yeah, is the profile. Been, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Should be sacred. Yeah. No, it's a hard. It's a goal. He meant it. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, if not, it was a woeful cross, and, and it was yeah. too direct to be a cross, I think. Yeah. But it Definitely. does massively swerve in the air, uh, which gives you the impression he might have been aiming for a cross, but we'll never know. We're giving him it. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah. and he'll take it. Yeah, absolutely, he will. And Romania, of course, got to the quarterfinals mm. in that World Cup. They knocked out Argentina. That was a great they, World they Cup. They did knock out Argentina in the second round. They got beaten off um, Sweden yeah. uh, in the quarterfinals on penalties. So after these performances at World Cup 94, uh, he was signed by Barcelona. And he's obviously in that small group of people who have played for Real and yeah. Barca. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's in illustrious company, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, at Barcelona, he got a few injuries and his time wasn't as perhaps fruitful as it mm. may have been. Um, but he did score some, some great goals there. I remember he scored mm. a free kick from what you would deem a crossing position. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> in, shoom, straight over the keeper's head, top corner. Pop bang lovely. Pop bang lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because at Barcelona, Hardy was at, at the club the same time as Stoichkov was. Yeah, the for two period, Eastern yeah. European mentals. In the same <laughs> Imagine what that was like, you know. Yeah. In fact, Romario might have been. It, it was like, you know... Was, I know, Romario, did, I think he'd left, it. Yeah, do you know the, the film Platoon, really? when you've got uh, Sergeant Elias and Sergeant Barnes, <laughs> and they're like <laughs> warring factions with each other. I can imagine yeah. the personalities would be outrageous. Oh, oh I think they'd be together. You reckon? Against yeah, I really the rest think. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And God help the rest of the world. I'd like to think they only passed to each other. <laughs> That's all, it's all they, they needed. needed. Massive, like, 60-yard raking ball. <laughs> so after Barcelona, he was there for two seasons, he signed for Galatasaray. And he was phenomenally popular there. I mean, he still is regarded as an absolute legend of Turkey. One of their all-time favourite players. Well, I mean, well yeah, yeah, I think, they, I mean, they've taken him as their own, really. I'm mm. trying to claim him there. But, um, yeah, and very successful as well. Hadji and the manager, uh, Fatih Terim, who went on to manage Turkey. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, really, he's a really illustrious manager. Yeah, yeah. in Euro 2008. Yeah. yeah. Um, they kind of built the team, because he was a big part of that with the manager, I think. Yeah. He used to consult him, whether yeah. that was through choice, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think they were a choice, yeah. And they, they built the team, and uh, they won four consecutive league titles. And they, of course, led Galatasaray to the UEFA Cup win in 2000, beating mm -hmm. Arsenal in the final. Unfortunately, uh, Hadji was sent off in that final. <laughs> um, like yeah, yeah, but uh, they, they, they did win it. And they're the first Turkish club, of course, to uh, achieve such a feat. Yeah, well done um, to them. And then the following year, they, they beat his former club, Real Madrid, in the European Super Cup final. Class. Wow. He's got a great record in that tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about his uh, international career a little throughout. He's, he started in the age of 18 in, in 1983, uh, was his first game, and he was a part of the uh, Romanian setup until uh, Euro 2000. Uh, he also played. We've mentioned 1990 and 94. He did play at um, the 98 World Cup, and he decided to retire uh, from the national team after that. But he changed his mind and uh, did a Henrik Larsson. Uh, yeah, he? Euro 2000. He was there. It was such a shame the yeah. way his international career kind of finished, really, yeah. because it, against Italy in the second round, 
Uh, he was sent off for two bookable offences. The second one was a bit of a dive. Oh, was it? Mm. And uh, acrimonious. And he left the field in rage. <laughs> did, at the did referee, he? yeah, yeah. yeah. David Prutton. Yeah. Yeah. Remember David Prutton did that for Southampton? He went absolutely nuts. Got like a ten-game ban. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, he may well have done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he left the field in, in, in anger and. and was a bit of a disgrace, yeah. really, as he left. How old was he? Thirty-five. It's a bit of fitting, though, isn't it? Yeah, he would have been thirty-five. Yeah, it's, it's fitting, though. Well, it, yeah, 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 it's true. It had to be. It's it was a blaze of glory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was fitting. It's better to burn out than fade away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also played at uh, the European Championships in '84, '96, uh, and of course we said 2000 as well. He got 125 caps for Romania. It's not bad, is it? Uh, second highest um, and uh, 35 goals for Romania, which I think might be there all time. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, had you retired from professional football in uh, 2001 at the age of 36 in a game called Gala Hadji? <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. On the 24th of April. So, in, and in 2001, he was named as the manager of Romania, but they failed to qualify for the World Cup, and he was sacked. He did manage to uh, get a win uh, against Hungary in Budapest, which I think was the first time for a Romanian national side. After the Romania job, he went to Bursa Spor. Um, managed them for for a brief period. Uh, went to manage Galatasaray. Um, oh, he, didn't, he didn't tarnish his legacy, there, did he? He led them to the K- Turkish Cup. Good and they, In the final, they beat Fenerbahce five one. That's cracking. Did he bring himself on? <laughs> I'd like to see him bring himself on for the last five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> class, absolute class. And uh, that was the highlight of his uh, managerial career was winning the with the cup. With it the sounds like they're a match made in heaven. Those two, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. And he did also um, manage a couple of sides after that, including uh, Stoy Bucharest. But uh, I don't think he's he fared too well as a manager. And now I believe he's um, a UN ambassador. He's a UN ambassador, isn't he? Yeah, I can't remember what his remit is exactly, but he's not a piece. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think so, yeah. It's fair to say he hasn't really got the temperament for management. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure he's doing a lot of good work for the UN, you know. He's, he's, uh, he seems like a good lad. He means well. Absolutely. He's and kicking aid packages into yeah. countries. <laughs> just, just and he- meaning it. Yeah. <laughs> Healing the sick with his left foot is what he's doing. That's, I can only hope so. Um, so, I mean, it's just remarkable, really. And, and often a lot of people say over his uh, illustrious career that his best years were at Galatasaray yeah. mm. when he was a bit older. And I shall end with a quote from um, the ex-France... And international and uh, ex-manager Luis Fernandez, who said Hadji is like wine. The older it gets the better it is. Oh no. <laughs> George Hadji, come well, on in. Team Windass Hall of Fame. Welcome. Welcome you. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you've had a lovely time. We have. Yeah. yeah. It's been alright. Um, <laughs> do come again. Luke, Christmas drinks. Yeah, just to um, bore everyone to death again, we are going to close the guest list for the Christmas drinks soon because loads of people want to come. Um, you'll find all the details online. 3pm um, to 11pm, King's Arms, nearest tube, uh, Liverpool Street in London. Um, please email us with your names or for further information. It'll be lovely to see each and every one of you. Now, it's worth noting that you have to get your name on the guest list to get in. We can't stress that enough. Peter, you've got something to say. I've got lots to say, but uh, you probably want me to talk about betway.com <laughs> yeah, forward slash yeah. the football ramble, which is where you can do all your bettings and stuff. I'm having a shocker, boys. I'm, I'm going for oh, I'm y- having a, yeah. I'm going, I've lost every single bet. <laughs> I'm going United away to beat West Ham <laughs> to buy a bit of money back. Desperate. I'm, I'm, I'm losing touch with the rest of you. Well, I, I keep getting two out of three, right? It's not good yeah, enough. I've gone for another three and I'm pretty, I'm going to do it. You know the West Ham are very much Man United's bogey team. Yeah, but they can't <laughs> defend. No they can see a three to Burnley at home. <laughs> 
I've got uh, I've gone for Hull, Inter, and Sunderland. Uh, yeah. What in a three-way death match? Yeah, because yeah. I think Fulham are going to be exhausted after their uh, Euro Euro Bomb Bomb League. Uh... <laughs> 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 I know it was rebranded. Why gonna... did they call it that? <laughs> they're going to be exhausted. I mean, they play on Sunday, but still, they're going to be tired. I think. And uh, yeah. anyway, Betway.com forward slash the football ramble. Try and beat our rubbish yeah, prediction. If you just turn up, you've beaten yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, you really have. Honestly, I've got to go because the bailiffs are coming. How <laughs> do they come now? If you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com. It's all very straightforward. Say goodbye, Lukey. Uh, goodbye, Lukey. Say goodbye, James or Jim. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Petey. Uh, we're all off to become the 33rd team at the World Cup Finals. Ta-ta! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.